Balance Ballerinas, welcome to the Balance Ballerinas podcast. My name is Georgia and as always, I am your host. This podcast is brought to you by Balance Ballerinas Academy, my in-person adult ballet classes and online courses. And if you're interested in joining the BB community in person or online, you can book a discovery call via balanceballerinas.com slash contact to see if you're a good fit for my classes or courses. Now, I love these calls because they're really just a fabulous opportunity for me to connect with members of the BB community. And I genuinely love hearing all about your ballet and lifestyle related goals and helping them come to fruition. At the end of the day, we're really just all striving for that balance between grit and grace in our lives. And really, it's my specialty, helping people weave the magic of a ballet practice into their daily life. That's what I do in my own life, and that's what I like to share with my students. So don't hesitate. Head to balanceballerinas.com slash contact and book in for a chat with me. So those that are new around here, and we have always so many beautiful new members joining this awesome community. I'm a qualified ballet teacher and studio owner, and my studio is based on the Gold Coast in Australia, and I've been teaching adults and younger students for over a decade now, which is crazy. Now, just a little bit of a different one today. As promised, I really want to start interviewing some of my 12-week adult ballet course participants. What I've found during the process of launching this course is that I have come across the most incredible humans from all walks of life that are using ballet in various ways to really improve and optimize their life. And today's guest is Marguerite, and she is just, I I don't even want to spoil it for you. It's just a beautiful episode with a beautiful story. She is so brave, so courageous, so just, I can't even describe it. I'm so honored to be part of her healing journey. And I think after this episode, you will feel so inspired. And you'll also think, my gosh, there are no excuses for putting off a life of ballet if you feel called to do so. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. But before we get into it, just a little casual check-in. Um, last week, I had the honour of hosting a Q&A at Hotter, which is a beautiful outdoor theatre stage um, here on the Gold Coast. And I hosted the Q&A session with Queensland Ballet's artistic director, Lee Shwing Singh. And it was so much fun. I was so nervous. I won't lie. I've never really done a live Q&A. And sometimes I have been asked to do these things in the past, but I've been unavailable to do so. But this one, I just couldn't pass down the opportunity. I think doing live Q&As, it's just so different, you know, compared to podcasting. Podcasting, I can stop, I can edit, I can sort of just do it in my active where this was like a big deal. I had to dress up. I had to um, do some preparation. I mean, not that I don't prepare for podcast episodes, but it was a different kind of preparation, waiting backstage, microphones. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really awesome experience to add to my resume. And I just, I guess I wanted to say thank you so much to everyone in the Balance Ballerinas community who attended both the Friday and Saturday night. Um, what was actually even more special was that people were attending the ballet without knowing that I would actually be on stage. And so many of my students came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I had tickets to this. And then when I saw you walk out on stage with Lee, I was like, 
that's my ballet teacher. So that was really, really lovely. And I'm so glad I got to surprise you. (laughs) So anyway, that's what's been going on. It was lots of fun. It's coming up to Christmas. I've got carols playing in the studios at the moment. I love bringing Christmas carols, as you know, around this time of year. It just changes the whole vibe. Everyone just feels really like festive and I get like a relaxed sense from the class. Like, oh, we're at the end of the year. And I don't know, Christmas carols just bring everyone joy, I reckon. But, you know, if they don't bring you joy, usually those people have to stay clear of my classes for the next four weeks because I've got lots of ballet Christmas albums to get into. <laughs> now, um, without further ado, I really want to just bring you this beautiful interview with Marguerite. Enjoy her beautiful, divine Irish accent. And again, thank you, Marguerite, for sharing this beautiful personal and private journey with the Balanced Ballerinas community. I feel like it's going to inspire so many and I couldn't be prouder of you. Welcome to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast, Marguerite. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm, I'm doing well since I finished the course um, about... Eight weeks ago now? It's a little maybe, while ago now. Maybe 10 weeks. Um, I've been doing okay and I have been sticking with it, um, practicing every day a little bit, um, maybe not doing as many classes as I thought I might do. I'm kind <laughs> of on, I'm stuck at about repeating, revisiting the course now and about th- at week three, three and four. So it's, I, it's, it's amazing that you're actually revisiting it. You've already completed the 12 weeks. You did it over 13 and you're like going back and revisiting it. So please be kind to yourself because the fact you're going back and redoing it. And I also want you to share with the listeners, um, if you don't mind and if you're comfortable, uh, what you've been going through because I find your story fascinating. So how about we start with what inspired you to sign up for the 12 week course. Cause when we had our first one-on-one call, I was just fascinated and amazed by you and your strength. So please share. Okay. Well, I suppose um, I, I've been, I've been a dancer for a long period of time, obviously. I, I did start um, at three years of age. So I started very early on and maybe between three and five, I was doing classes. And then I stopped doing classes and then restarted at seven. And I went on intensively doing classes until I was about 17. And then with life and college and university and other things, um, I, I kind of let it go and I drifted away from ballet. And now I still danced a lot, but I drifted away. And then over the years, I did less and less. Uh, but I always kind of loved dance and I always I, I enjoyed dancing when I did get the opportunity to dance but it wasn't ballet it was modern or you know whatever um and about nine years ago um I was actually diagnosed with ovarian cancer uh, and um, started um, a kind of very different type of journey um through treatment surgeries a number of surgeries um, and chemotherapy and radiotherapy most recently radiotherapy it just finished two months ago in fact and mm-hmm. um, I think I finished the course the 12-week course just before I finished you did therapy so I did the last few weeks of the course while I was having radiotherapy so in a way I suppose I kind of was thinking um a little bit before coming on and talking to you tonight and I was I was kind of thinking you know in a way it's about kind of refining my feet or even finding my feet. That's been what the kind of this journey has been for me. And um, I suppose 
last January, at the beginning of the year, I started Pilates. Um, and I, I didn't know that Pilates was so associated with ballet and that so many, you know, the body conditioning work is based on Pilates, but also that so many injuries and the like have brought ballerinas and sport people and other people as well mm -hmm. to Pilates. But Pilates gave me a big sense of being able to do things again. I, I thought I was crocked. <laughs> I thought my body was finished treating after you know, um, surgeries and treatments and the like. And when I started to do, do Pilates, I kind of found my core again. And I don't mean just my physical core, but I kind of found a, found a core again and got quite excited about the amount of things I was still able to do because I'm not I'm not in the first flush of youth. I'm, I'm, I'm 62. So, or I, yeah, I, I turned 62 in June, um, but I started Pilates at 61 and found I could um, do everything. Um, and I was so surprised the poor old body worked because I've had neuropathy, <laughs> had fatigue and, you know, all the chemo related type of fallout and, and the like. So I was really I was really excited that, that, you know, I could still do these things. And I also found while I was doing the Pilates that I was doing it in a very poetic way. So then on Instagram, when I was on Instagram, I was looking at bits and pieces about Pilates. Then ballet started. It was ballet bar and Pilates. So I started to see the ballet all the time. Uh, and that's really what brought me to yourself and to Bans Ballerinas, because I liked the ethos and the philosophy of your approach um, with adult ballerinas or adult dancers. And I also, it was just so exciting, I suppose, uh, to see so many dancers, like in, you know, in the, in the, in the little reels and in the photographs and the like, and to see, you know, that there were so many different people of all shapes yeah. and sizes and all backgrounds and everything and I just thought oh yeah this is great I'll, I'll have a go at this so I signed up for the five-day challenge and I was just about to have surgery at that time so I think I started the challenge before I went for surgery then I had my surgery and came home and tried to finish as much as I could this is why I think you're incredible <laughs> but you know I mean yeah, I mean, you can you can say that in one way, but in the other way, for me, ballet actually provided a kind of a, a distraction, a structure, mm -hmm. and it was like a meditation. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not the best at sitting down and being kind of like this really still person for yeah for twenty minutes or so. I do it, I try, but then I actually end up giving out to myself because I don't mm -hmm. do it very well, or I think mm -hmm. I don't. With ballet, I found I was actually moving concentrating thinking about different aspects of things and just staying with it and they and even just the fluidity of the movement and everything was like the moving meditation so for me that was really really useful at a time when i was going through a very scary experience within the medical system yeah, yeah i was having massive i was having a very big surgery um in my abdomen so i mean obviously i couldn't bend and stretch and do all sorts of things for a while but I could use my arms and I could use my legs and I could, you know, do position with, you know, my head and my, all of this sort of thing. So for me, it was just really, it just provided, it provided a distraction and it provided a kind of a structure for me in my days and in my weeks over that period of time. First, at the, I came on board, I think, with you the day before I got my stitches out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me that and I was like, oh my gosh. This is, you're crazy <laughs> and it was also my birthday the next day so 
I said, right, okay, I will, I will sign up for this course. Um, and I'll do it over 24 weeks. That's what I, in my head. You did. I remember that. I remember saying, I'll, I'll probably do it in half. You know, I'll do half it, 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 the work each week. And I'll, I'll get there maybe in 24 weeks. And I actually did it in 12, I think. It was, I think it was the 12. I yeah. So no, I'm pretty like, sure. I was, I was, I, I, like, I, it did provide a focus. It provided, um, kind of inspiration and also confidence you know a little bit of confidence in the body you know I could feel it getting as I was moving I could feel I was doing more and more and more um, and also even you know my muscles I think and the healing I, I do think it probably helped now I, I, I you know I can't say for sure that that would be the case but I am conscious of the fact now that I'm stronger and I'm much more centered and I've had little difficulties over the years with the neuropathy in my feet so my balance wasn't always wonderful and um, and i don't find myself um losing my balance as much or kind of you know an odd time when i kind of it's not very serious nobody would really know but yeah. you know i don't know and sometimes i'd kind of be unsteady on my feet or have a lightness in my feet and i don't mean a good lightness it was kind of a, a kind of a strange lightness um, and in terms of balance and that seems to have improved a bit and I think that's because I'm concentrating on the balance and the like so it's been yeah then then in August I started <laughs> I started five weeks of radiotherapy which was surprisingly I mean I thought it would be a lot more severe than it was it was tiring and it, yeah. you know, it did create some challenges but and I had to be in the hospital every day but I think what was really interesting for me was that, um, again, I was able to keep going. I mean, I, I knew I was getting tired or I could feel the, the exhaustion getting worse over the five weeks. But I still could complete the, class, the, the classes. Yeah. I still could complete those classes. And at the beginning when I started, I, I did take a break every 15 minutes. You yes, know? you did. Yeah, which I loved. Yeah, I took a yeah. break and I stopped for a about five or 10 minutes, had some water, and you know, maybe just rested and then went back to it. But actually, as I went through, I was, I was doing the whole class, you know, the whole class from beginning to, and in fact, sometimes I was running back and doing an exercise again. So it might be up to an hour dancing. So I was actually staying with it. And, and that was, for me, that was great. It gave me more confidence, more balance, um, and more, you know, I suppose a sense of kind of hope as well. And kind yeah. of, you know, um, feeling quite uplifted really and um, that the, the body was still working I think it was a discovery to find that you know it was still working after the earlier surgeries and the earlier treatment and now I was having treatment and I was having you know just around the time of surgery I was still able to do those movements and things so it's given I think it's given me a lot more confidence body confidence and stuff as, as well yeah it's been really I I remember two things um, during our one-on-one -on -one sort of sessions. The first one was when you were at the start of the course, you just felt really, and correct me if I'm wrong, frustrated with your, your body. And I said to you, I said to you, you need to just leave teenage Marguerite body in the, the past and work with the body that you have at, but not even that, like you're, you know, that's, that's teenage, like, and so work with the body that you have today, which is what I tell all my clients. And I think that was a huge mindset shift for you, that it was like, wow. And also the fact that you were going through what you're going through and still able to do a ballet class, in my opinion, was amazing. 
And the second thing that I remember really distinctly from our calls was when you took the breathing technique that we were doing in the ballet class yeah. into the hospital with you yeah. Yeah. and yeah. used that as a way to sort of not necessarily meditate, but to keep you focused on something other than what was going on around you, which I just thought was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was fabulous from that point of view. I mean, I think the one thing that you said to me, I think maybe at our sec at our first meeting, but maybe up to it was around the third week of the course. And I was kind of beginning to kind of think, what the hell am I doing here? Like this is ridiculous, you know. Um and I found old photographs of myself, you know, as like a three-year-old I think one of them was a, as a three-year-old yeah. um, and then there were ones maybe about I think I was about eight or nine in my little my first tutu and um, that, that I then I found three tutus in the attic more yeah you showed me and <laughs> um, which was kind of like a history I mean these, these were tutus like one tutu was from the 60s so when you think in the 1960s um, so it was really it was really fun to find it again but I, you know, I was finding these things, and I was seeing that Margaret, you know, and then I was, you know, sort of like at a very different point in my life. So I think partly there was a little regret as well, you know, that idea that I hadn't kept it up or that I'd let by. But I think when I think when you said when well, you've got to dance with the body you're in now, you've got to love the body you're in now, rather than kind of look back at this little thing with you know, um, you know, standing there in third position. <laughs> Whatever in the ballet, she's little socks and all the rest of it. Um, got to dance the body you have now. I think that was really that was a turning point. Um, so yeah, for me, I mean, I think that was around. I suppose around the third week, and then I just kind of seemed to. It just seemed to kind of open up. Then I just kind of moved forward, and it was that was it really. I just kind of found my mojo or whatever. And I, was, I was okay to go. You definitely uh, found your mojo. <laughs> it was it was great um and it was I mean, beautiful to watch yeah, yeah well thank you I mean it was it was a really kind of it was very important experience I was glad I had that sort of structure and that excitement and that something new to this you know as I said it was partly a distraction mm. um, but it was it was it was very comforting and it was it was it was great fun as well um and it got me kind of back to Kind of thinking about the relationship with dance and ballet and the history of ballet and things i mean like things like in the attic i did find my own history i found the three tutus in a black plastic bag you know that was so funny and then i also found books i had you know the books i was reading about the history of ballet and the like and you know it just kind of brought me back really i suppose we wouldn't have had much of a culture of ballet here in ireland really at the time there was some and my own teacher was partly responsible for really working hard to try and make ballet you know um popular and also to access funding and, and, and the like I know that's been a struggle in many countries and I was actually about to say we should have let the listeners know because they'll be listening to your beautiful accent and going where's she from yes <laughs> so you're from Ireland Tell us a little bit more about that, like that you think that um, ballet wasn't, you know, that big in Ireland. Like what, what was what was your ballet teacher doing to try to bring it a little bit more to the front? Well, he had he had actually started a ballet company at one stage. I don't think it lasted for very long. I think he ran out of funding very quickly mm. um, and he did attempt to um, to 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 promote ballet in Dublin. Um, 
there, there, I mean, we did have a very big connection. I mean, Ireland, you know, Nanette de Valois, who was in the, the Royal Ballet in, 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 in England, she, she was of our Irish origin. So, you know, like there, there are connections all right with, with ballet all along. But I think it was just in terms of funding and the like for, for mm -hmm. companies. And, and then it was always seen as, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, about yes. as a more elitist um, activity. So, like, when I look back, I suppose, just even in, in my in my year in school, I think there was only two of us actually doing that out of, you know, quite a lot of students, maybe 42 students, and there was only about two um, doing ballet. And there, were the, there weren't that many people who were, were I suppose, involved um, uh, with it um so you know i think from that point of view um yeah it's, i mean it was 1960s ireland so it's a very different time um but yeah and, and i suppose my my dance teacher had started a company in the 50s and he certainly had had students who went on to train in in, in England, in the royal ballet and other places like that but i think that um yeah it was it was it was a different time really i suppose now there's quite a lot of interest now here. I realise because it's really funny that I've connected in ballet school, in at the other side of the world. But that's partly to do with COVID and partly to do with you know being you know in a you know a little bit more cocooned than maybe yes. everybody else is because of my health at the moment. Yes, you know I'm a little bit more out there than I was, but I I'm not sure. Like you know I I like the idea of using Zoom and using you know and and, and dancing at home. I'm very low maintenance, like I'm still in socks and uh, bare feet. And that's, and that's actually what I was going to say. So a lot of people think, and, and I mean, as you know, through doing the course, like I wanted to create it, that it was really accessible. You, you don't even really need a ballet bar necessarily if you've got somewhere. And, and you're one of my students that doesn't even have ballet shoes. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, you still don't have a ballet bar, do you? No, no. 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 So I'm just, I'm kind of, <laughs> in a way, I kind of, I kind of, you know, I can be the type of person who would start something and maybe run out and just get everything, you know. Yeah. And um, I can be like that. Um, I do that. I just, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I just kind of felt I'm also the type of person who might, you know, might lose interest, you know, and I'm conscious of that sometimes. So in a way, I didn't want to tempt fate. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to go out and sort of kick myself out and, you know, um, you know, leotards and all this sort of thing I didn't do any of that you know I just literally said right I'm signing up to the course I'm getting in here I'm doing the stuff and I'm not I'm not I'm it's not it's nothing fancy you know no one's seeing me I'm in my I'm in my kitchen and that's the thing like you don't I think I think sometimes no matter what you're doing it doesn't it's not just ballet people get really caught up on what do I need to do it you don't need anything to do something um you don't need the best you know, equipment, you don't need to spend a huge amount of money. I mean, there's definitely probably activities where some things are required, but ballet for me is like yoga, is like going for a walk. It can be done very minimally and it doesn't have to be elitist. And I love that you don't have a ballet bar and I love that you're still in your socks. As long as you don't slip over, like I'm okay. <laughs> I promise you I won't. But no, it's kind of like I do think what's for, for me, it's been like I, I'm conscious of the first 12 weeks. I was very much, you know, um, you know, watching the classes and, you know, just trying to kind of make it through the class, you know. So it was very much about stamina. Mm. It was very much about, you know, flexibility. 
balance and posture that was really important for me as well. That was one of the things that actually really brought me that it brought me to Pilates was the posture piece. Mm -hmm. And then feeling like the bag of bones, like I did feel like the bag of bones for a long time. Um, and then I stopped that, you know, so I actually feel much more, I feel much stronger and much more, yeah. I know it's a bit weird, but upright, you know, than I was before. Um, so for me, they, they were the sorts of things that I found and just the sense of achievement. That's what I found for the first, I suppose, for the first 12 weeks. I find I'm much more focused this time around on, you know, turnout, technique, posture, obviously, um, yeah. you know, and, and the details. So now I'm getting more into the, the I'm thinking about the head and the shoulders and the arms and the legs and the, you know, where the eyes are and, you know, all of those sort of things. I'm much more conscious of those things now this time around. So it's kind of, it was interesting, you know, if even if I looked at the ballet journal, if I looked at the journal, I can yes. see the differences between the sorts of things that were really occupying me, which which were probably more personal mm. um, sorts of things first time around. Whereas this time I'm much more focused on, now I'm not using mirror deliberately, not using mm. mirror. Well, I'm more focused on what I'm actually doing and and, and, and the like. And mm. that's really, it's great fun. You know, it's yeah. really good fun. And sometimes I don't even put on, like I don't put on the, I don't put you on um, on your, your lovely classes. But I, you know, sometimes I do. But sometimes I just do 10 minutes and I just do the warm up and the plies and the tendus and the, you know, and just, and, and that's and that's fine. Maybe do 10 minutes of that. Love and then that. I'll do it later in the day again. I'll, you know, I might mix it with a bit of Pilates if I'm feeling stiff because it is getting damp and cold here now. Um. So yeah. So it's been like it's been it's been a really um, it's been really interesting, really. And I'm conscious of the fact that you know there are adults, there are adult ballet classes happening here, mm. but I'm I'm not sure that you know I'm not sure that I would. I mean, I know I go to classes. But I don't think I would touch in as regularly as I would do here. And yeah. I don't know why that's maybe it's something that I was I was never into performing or anything like that. And I was and I actually like to dance sometimes like nobody's watching me at all. Because no one is watching at home. <laughs> and it is and, and in a way it's kind of like it's very in a way it's very personal really from that point of view. And it's really it's really mm -hmm. nice. Um, I noticed that I noticed that with you, um, ballet for you, Marguerite, is very much like a personal, private journey, and that's why I was um, I was actually thinking that you might not want to come on the podcast because it's so public and share your journey. But I really do think that your story will inspire other people because I think sometimes that you know we sort of pigeon ourselves even. Um, I, you know, I see it a lot when people get a diagnosis or if they they fall ill and they sort of get, you know, told to just rest, just rest, just rest. And and I I don't I don't know. I mean, tell me your thoughts. I don't really prescribe to that. I, I feel like you need to do what your body wants to do um, and move a little bit to keep you a sane and be energized. Yeah, I think I think one thing I do regret is that I didn't come that I didn't think about ballet at the very beginning yeah when I was first diagnosed um because I think it would have helped me um recover in a way just recover the body confidence more than anything mm. else um I had it a broken ankle um in the early 2000s and and, and actually I did use quite a bit of, you know when I was doing physiotherapy and stuff like yeah. that but sometimes thinking
thinking it's easier to dance than do this much physiotherapy stuff. So, you know, it was it it like I think it's you know, I, I think there's something about gaining confidence. Um I, I think also if you know I probably am recovering and doing fairly well. I think if I wasn't doing so well, I might also become more aware of that because of mm. when I'm dancing, maybe they are, you know, when I'm going for walks or whatever, the, the limitations that then arrive in the yeah. future. Um, but I, I think, you know, I think people do it differently. I mean, I, mm. I am a bit of a doer. So you are <laughs> still. Um, it's hard not to be it's hard not to be working it's hard not to be um you know going for very long walks or various things like that so you know i think um yeah i think for me it it, it really works i think for, mm -hmm. for other people it might be that they need to stop but i think people have to find their balance really their level um, and, and for what what actually works but i think the body confidence piece was was important i mean i hadn't really like i had very much gone into my head i went into my head when i when i became ill and the first time i i tend to over intellectualize put me a bit anyway <laughs> but i did go very heady and i actually i kind of it was almost like okay you can take my body and do what you need to do yeah <laughs> and i'll take it back when you're finished and you know i'll go off but i actually really almost became disembodied you know if that was one of the things that i think was really um strong for me um in, in my experience was that i went very much into my head about um it and i you know i didn't i didn't even look i mean i like for a year for ages i didn't even look at scars and things like that and they're not even bad and i use the bio oil and i have great healing so but at the same time i just kind of like just don't don't even know that i suppose it was probably the trauma of it all really at some level made me very much sort of go into my head so I think this time it's been a much more embodied experience. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been quite different. You know, now every experience, the three I've had have been different. And everybody's, you know, there's lots of people out there who are probably saying, you know, well, my experience is different. And that is, of yeah. course, true. But I think, um, but, but it just, you know, I think that was one of the things that really became evident to me when I was keeping the journey as well, how this time I was actually feeling everything and i'm very lucky like i i have been very lucky like i've been brought back from the edge quite a few times now at this stage um and and um, i still have you know good energy relatively good energy um and you know and strength and you know many of the fears that we might have had when i was going into surgery that i might have had various things afterwards or side effects or difficulties afterwards health difficulties afterwards I've been very lucky. I haven't had many of those. And mm. partly that was because I was fairly fit beforehand. Mm. But I think I, I I just feel that this time the, the healing journey has been even quicker because I did have quite a large surgery, as I said, in yeah. and then um, and then the five weeks of radiotherapy. Like I'm not flying now. <laughs> What do you mean? I mean, it sounds like I'm kind of running up in the park every day and doing sort of like the big run before I come in and do a long, you know, session at the bar. It's nothing like that. But, you know, it's, but I stayed with it. And yeah. I feel well, okay. Yeah. It's been really good. I encourage all my online students to journal. And I feel like for you, the journaling process helped you get out of your head. And I feel like the ballet 
helped you land in your body. Yes. Um, it's it's funny, the last question that I had to ask you was, you know, and I'm going to ask all my 12-week participants that come on to the uh, podcast is what's something challenging that ballet has helped you overcome. But I feel like this whole episode has been about that. <laughs> this whole episode. Yeah. Yeah, in some ways the ballet part is the easy part. Yeah. And I do kind of understand as well that having had, I did have a foundation coming in, I did have a foundation. And I think, you know, it, it was interesting how I'd forgotten so much, but how it came back so quickly. And mm. I, you know, the, the you know, it, it, and I, you know, so I do understand that, you know, for, for people, who haven't had the privilege and, and, and the luck to maybe have had that experience very early on. I think, you know, don't be put off because like some, I mean, I just marvel at some of the people I see in your studio and other people as well who were dancing, who never danced, like who started dancing their forties or their twenties mm -hmm. or their fifties. So um like I, I think just that 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 idea that you can you can actually start at any age you know mm -hmm. um, okay you might necessarily be going to be a professional dancer but you might be kind of semi-professional or involved in the entertainment industry or whatever if that's what you want yeah. um, and it may still happen but I think that sort of um I don't know there's something there's something I think that needs to be sort of said I think you've talked about the kind of the feminist aspect of it as well like a lot of girls um, give up ballet at a certain age you know or they see um, ballet as being very sort of you know pretty pink and flouncy you know rather than actually something that's really you know positive and affirming and grounding and yeah meditative and healing yeah absolutely mm. um, and I think so I think from that point of view I think it's it is really interesting to see that so many um, girls or women give up at a certain stage when they've already started anyway so there's a lot of people revisiting and returning but I do think that the idea that people come to ballet uh, later is, is just fascinating and amazing um, and it is amazing with with you know time what you what you can achieve you know and mm -hmm. I, just, I was just amazed by it well I am so proud of you and I just think you're an absolute superstar and thank you thank you so much for sharing your story because it's deeply personal and you know you are a private person and and I just think that that people will be listening and feel so inspired by your story so you're amazing I hope you know that <laughs> thank you Georgia. but you've been really inspirational it's been really it's been really brilliant um you know to have found five the five day challenge in at, at the beginning and I'm conscious of the fact that so many people have done it. I mean, you, I think almost a thousand now have signed up for the five day challenge. So I think, I mean, I think even, and I mean, I know that people move around and do lots of different challenges. <laughs> and different yes. Things. But I think I kind of, I, I, I kind of thought having done this, I, I really wanted to stay with the 12 week and I'm really looking forward to the online, <clears throat> the online continuing uh, academy in, 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 in the future. Um, I do think it's like for me it's been kind of funny the 12 weeks when I was getting my 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 contacts every week and I was getting all my material yeah. every, when we were meeting you know every so often um, I, I found that I did slightly lose the structure when I went outside of the 12 weeks 
false, but that's okay. I've kind of fitted it more in, in, in into into my own life, really. I suppose now at this stage, um, but I would like to be increasing my yeah over time, increasing the amount of time I do ballet or I do bar work or I do a little bit of center work and stuff like that. Um, you know, in 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 the coming months, I hope to be able to increase the amount that I actually do because I think that'll give me an idea about my stamina and strength as well which is really important to me but it's good in terms of everything health wise head wise fun wise and um, you know and I do spend a lot of time on Instagram looking at dancers now nothing wrong with that nothing <laughs> inspiration no I'm so I'm so proud of you so proud of you thank you so much for doing thank this you. for me and um and um yeah thank you I just feel honored to be part of your healing journey really do thank you so much thanks for me